Fantastic. Um, I think that's a perfect way to conclude this. First question. Hey, Greg, so why is customer success so important? Well, look, it depends on how you define customer success. And I, I you know, as a philosopher wannabe, uh, I always like to go back to core definitions. Customer success to me means that your customer is enthusiastic about your business. Uh, they are enthusiastic about being your customer. In other words, they're not just begrudgingly handing over their money or their attention or their time to you. They, uh, they love your product. They love the experience that they have when using your product and when interacting with your company. So I, I look at it, uh, I think I may have even gotten this language from you uh, as a 360 degree view, um, meaning that I want, to, I want to see how the customer is interacting. I want to get their feedback, both the feedback that they're willing and motivated to share uh, which gets into all kinds of social dynamics about some people will uh, complain more than others, or some people will uh, will offer ideas more freely than others. That's that's through the lens of what they're willing to communicate. I also want to know what they're not communicating. I want to see how they're interacting uh, with my software. I want to see whether or not their time to uh, to get something done inside of the the platform or the user experience that I've offered them. Is that, is that an efficient amount of time or is that not an efficient amount of time? If I get that information in, then I know where I can, where I can improve. And I'm also looking for areas of, of inspiration uh, in the development of my, the next version of my, uh, of my product. Very cool. So customer loyalty, right? That's, that's the word. Um, how do you build customer loyalty? And how do you ensure that you, the customer's loyal to you on your platform? Um, you know, adoption, retention, all those things are tied into that. So yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying about customer success. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not a marketer. I don't use the proper language, um, but, um, you know, but I do think about these things. And frankly, I've never liked the word loyalty because uh, to me, it has a connotation of people show loyalty when there is a, when there is a point of stress, you know, it's the, <laughs> will you stay with me in, you know, through that problem? Will you stand with me in that foxhole? Um, I like, I like that. I like the customer enthusiasm and the customer feeling uh, the, you know, whether or not they are pleased and excited. I want to, in my dream scenario world, I would, I would have a, I would have an emotional or an emotive sensor on the customer. And it would be when they hear my, when they hear the name of my product or they think about using it, or they think about their experience with it, does, is it a positive emotion that they're experiencing? Is it a uh, neutral emotion or is it a negative emotion that they are, uh, right. they are, that they, that is, that is, that they're feeling uh, at that time. So um, certainly everyone talks about loyalty because they, um, you know, they 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 want to think about whether or not the, the customer is going to stick with them uh, when it's time. You know, when when the old product is old and it's time for the new product, are they going to stick with them or are they going to go look at other options? Or you know, is, are they are they only buying on price, uh, or are they buying on feeling, emotion, usability, those kinds of things? Okay. So I got a question for you. Shoot, <laughs> I think that. Um, I think that this industry, and when I say this industry, I'm talking about the customer experience industry, mm -hmm. the 
customer service industry. I think that it's just gone through a significant change with the implementation of chatbots. I have my own feeling about the purpose of chatbots and what they do. Um, I'd like to hear from you, and I'm sure a lot of other people would as well, as to why Kuvo is different than simply implementing a chatbot. Great question. Great question, right? I mean, me as a consumer myself, um, I'm not 100% sure if there is an empathy in response when I talk to a chatbot, right? I, I mean, I really do truly want to talk to a human so that my emotions are understood, right? When I say I'm play, paying for a certain service or a platform, I feel the need to be talking to someone who can understand me. Um, so, however, we are in the era of convenience, uh, automation, getting things done. Time is of the essence. So we do need fast responses. So what we are trying, what we are striving to do with Kuo is, you know, still make the utilization of chatbots um, and, but with empathy, right? Understanding that emotion, introducing that human element to the conversation, right? Meaning we understand the grievance, we understand you. Um, so Kubo, we are using deep tech, especially you know in the generative AI solutions, um, and also backed up with some uh, very strong algorithms with AML. That we are we are giving users guidance with precise information, but also leading with empathy. But there's a threshold, there's a balance, right? We don't try to overdo it. We try to take it to a point where we say, okay. Um, will guide you to resolve a grievance or an issue or hear you. But if that is not getting resolved, ultimately we do take the, the escalation to include a human to be able to interact with it. So we try to strive, we, we strive to try, you know, strike a balance between both uh, the, the chatbot element and the human element. Um, however, once we get to the human element, Still, the, the time is of the essence. That's why we, we use our powerful ML algorithms to be to make the, the CSMs be prepared with information to respond back to the consumer immediately. Cycle time should always be pretty quick. I like that answer. I like, I like the empathy answer. Uh, I feel like chatbots as a technology, I always look at things as a technologist, chatbots as a technology are trading the, the uh, are trading away the feeling of being heard for the more rapid response it's a trade-off if i'm you know i know when i'm talking to a chat bot and i know oh i'm getting a quicker response than i normally would uh, but i also feel like i'm not being heard and that's the trade-off uh, and so uh, i think the um the idea that that kuvo can enter into uh, that conversation and provide both that's a that's a huge win, uh, and it drives that customer enthusiasm. All right, Greg. Question for you: um, Customer success um, for a while there, when you know, even during the dot com, uh, you know, explosion, and also the you know, the digital transformation explosion customer success or customer uh, service as, as a means to success was kind of deleted from the equation. Why do you think we need to bring it back up now? What, what is the need for it right now? Yeah. 
this is a this is a, a fascinating evolution to me. And I, and I remember I remember way back uh, some of the first transactions I ever did with uh, with Amazon. I don't think there was a phone number or any way of contacting the company, and I was fascinated by that. Now, you know, maybe I was wrong, and there was some way, somewhere, somehow buried somewhere, somewhere to to contact them, but. I think there was an idea at the time that if we actually eliminated all problems that could ever potentially come up, that the customer experience would be better. In other words, we don't have to have a call center because there's no reason that anybody would ever have to call because the experience is just so smooth and so fluid. And, uh, and so I think the industry adopted that for a while. They adopted that, that idea uh, that it was, and we would call it plug and play, you know, we would call it, right. yeah, we would take the ergonomics, uh, you know, we borrowed that term from the automotive industry, you know, about how it felt to sit in your car, the ergonomics, where was the button? Did you have to reach a little too far to hit it? We took that concept and applied it to, uh, to uh, the user experience inside of software platforms and applications. And we came up with the idea that, uh, hey, we we want to put out a service or a product out there that simply could never have any problems. So therefore, there would never have to be a call center. And I think it's an interesting idea. But remember, it is starting from the perspective of the best possible customer experience. Those com- those companies that that went forward with that idea were actually trying to deliver a better customer experience in doing so. So they kind of deleted it from the equation. Well, the um, you know the challenge you run into there is that uh, is that you also don't get any of the positive feedback. You don't get any of the uh, the new ideas coming your way. You don't have your customers participating and in offering inspiration in the next uh, you know the next generation of your product or the next evolution of your service. Uh, and so uh, almost all of those uh, companies who went down that path, uh, even if they still firmly believe that um, that their product or their service is is purely plug and play. It is keep it simple, uh, you know, and and you really could never have a problem with it. They are still, uh, they still have still returned to the idea that the customer can provide feedback in a certain way uh, or uh, or offer them some kind of means to do so. And uh, and I think that um, I think it's absolutely necessary. Uh, you know, the the uh, the finance department, all these companies loves the idea, of course, because then there's no you know, there's no operating costs associated with, um, you know, with a with a call center or any other means of providing feedback. Uh, but now that these new technologies exist where consumers can provide feedback, they can feel as though they have been heard. Uh, they might even get, you know, some kind of note back to them that says, hey, wow, that was actually a great contribution. Uh, that's being that's being, uh, you know, fast tracked over to our you know our product uh, development center, and considering how we can we can address that, um, you know those those types of those types of technologies are offering a solution that isn't going to be so onerous on the uh, you know on the operating cost, uh, but is still going to provide that that channel for feedback, and in fact provide a better way uh, to do that. Because let's face it, if you have you know if you have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of customers out there. Uh, it's not easy to, to assess, collate, analyze, and, uh, and, and, and glean information out of all the feedback. 
That is great. So I'll add something about Kubo here and how we are addressing some of this. We have a use case uh, where this customer is getting uh, um, you know, feedback or consumers are reporting to them about issues through email, uh, text, web forms, uh, support calls. You know, so much so that I found out that there are they're even writing letters to these executives as escalations, right? Um, how do you collate this information and make it unified into one platform? Because it's coming from different channels. Um, it's coming from, you know, people going to Twitter, people going to Facebooks, all these social platforms. Um, social signals is what we call this, right? And leaving their uh, comments out there. Now with Kubo, we are we are listening to all these things. We are we have we have we have mechanisms to build pipelines to gather information from all these areas, social signals, emails, letters, uh, phone calls, and put that into one organized in one organized place to build deep insights out of this. So um, you know, picking back to your comments, customer service is way more essential now because consumers have choices. Right, especially in the media world, there are choices. And uh, if you have a customer, um, it is gold. Treat them like they're gold and then do whatever you can to retain them. Well, uh, you know, there's, uh, I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna jump the shark here or put any information out that's that I'm not supposed to. But uh, look, the, um, you know, the world of, of technology came out with, with chatbots based on, uh, you know, based on machine learning and artificial intelligence. Okay, great. So we've got a whole body of information out there that has looked at a whole bunch of historical problems, and um, we're going to point this. We're going to point this uh, this this AI at it. It's going to go through, and it's going to come back with simple, understandable answers to common problems. You know, the our first attempt at doing that, we call it frequently asked questions, right? And now we have <laughs> we have something that's ten times better than that, uh, and we can do that. The idea, what you're talking about, the idea that there's this there's this massive ocean of feedback out there and it's coming in coming through in all different types like you said letters emails texts chats phone calls all of this stuff uh, that's out there um it, that that's really uh, organizing that collating that and gleaning something valuable out of that is uh is is not a task that's very well suited to individual humans you know, we just can't absorb all that much information uh, across millions of touch points and and dozens of different uh, different formats for those touch points. Um, you know, but uh, you know, one might imagine that an artificial intelligence um, engine might be uh, might be just the just the trick or just the tool for uh, for for finding the gold in those uh, uh, in that ocean of feedback. <laughs> Fantastic. I think without a questions, that's it. <laughs> Very well. Good. Thank you. We'll drop with our two.